1029 The Mater presents In the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey, Wood, and West and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland. This afternoon, driving up here to the station, we suddenly have a lot of time to do things like that. And, <clears throat> excuse me, it crossed my mind that 70 years ago, in just a couple of months, my dad graduated high school. He was born 1932. And so he uh, lived through the latter half of the Depression, lived through World War II, and graduated in 1950 in a time where the Cold War was stirring, but uh, World War II was over and things were booming here in the country, and his class got to graduate. Mm-hmm. Let's say 10 years later, class of 1960, high school graduates at the time that my late sister was born in 1960. She would have been 60 later next week. Um, there were a lot of things going on still and a big presidential election to come, Kennedy and Nixon, and a sea change in the country, but... Things went on. 1970, the same way. 1980, we were in the Iranian hostage crisis, but still we had school. I know I finished seventh grade in 1980. Fast forward 1990 and 2000 and 2010. Things seemed to be just normal no matter what the circumstances were, but none of those years had to deal with something called a global pandemic. And something that we never thought that we would have to deal with. But, you know, scientists talked about how it would be this once-in-a-hundred-year thing. And it has been 102 years since the the great flu pandemic of 1918, known by most people as the Spanish flu. And I talked about this earlier today on the air after the governor's press conference, that the Spanish flu did not originate in Spain. The Spanish flu uh, probably, it's not 100% sure, but it's probably its origins are in the Midwest of the United States of America. Uh, specifically at a uh, army fort out in the state of Kansas, where later that year, uh, those who had these unknown respiratory illnesses and were uh, in touch in hanging around other soldiers in that area, they got shipped off to Europe in World War I. And then not long after their arrival, the illness arrived in Europe. And before all was said and done, uh, they've done estimates in the decades since 50 to 100 million people passing away because of what was called the Spanish flu because Spain, not being in the war, had a free media. <clears throat> Other countries, including the United States, had suppressions on the media at that time. You're only going to print positive things to keep the spirits high. And the last thing we want to tell our country at war is that we're facing a pandemic. So uh, journalism in America didn't talk about that uh, leading up to now. So I say all that to tell you this as we get started on this edition of In the Red Zone and we break it back down into the world of sports. Even though we are facing something that essentially none of us have ever seen, understood, or even fathomed could happen. Thankfully, we're in 2020 and not 1918, and the advances in medicine, the advances in technology, and the advances in communication are so uh, just unfathomable. If you take somebody who was alive in 1918, say was 20 years old at the time, and put them here in 2020, and they would think they were in the 30th century rather than the early 21st. That's how, how much we have grown, and now we're going to have to 
positively use all of that growth, all of the medical knowledge, all of the understanding from a scientific standpoint, all of the experts on deck. Uh, Our hats off to doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners, uh, anybody who is working in the healthcare field right now, EMTs, first responders, uh, to all of you who are uh, continuing to allow essential businesses to, to be open so that we can go out and see if there's toilet paper or not. We thank you for your service. We know there's a risk that is involved, and we also understand that when you compare all that to the world of sports, the world of sports seems kind of small, but the world of sports also has its own challenges as well. We haven't seen uh, cancellations and postponements of events like this since World War II. Uh, The Tokyo Olympics are in peril. USA Today reported this afternoon via Christine Brennan, one of their great reporters, has been around for many years, that it looks like the summer games are going to be postponed to 2021. That would be the first time a games have been postponed uh, since 1944. Uh, The 1940 and the 1944 games all were off, both winter and summer. Remember back then they held both in the same year. They were off, of course, because of World War II and then got back going in 1948. So maybe 2021 in Tokyo, we're hoping. But let's break it down here locally. The Governor Ralph Northam's press conference this afternoon that we had here live on the Mater where he announced that the uh, Virginia public school system, in essence, is closed until the end of the academic year, which is middle of June. Uh, That means no senior proms and no senior trips and no baccalaureate and no graduation and a a lot of questions as to how kids are going to uh, get the rest of their scheduled academics done that we're going to be between now and June so that hopefully we're back in business come September and they can pick up kind of where they left off and I know that's going to be on an individual case by cases and the governor said today in the press conference that the Virginia Department of Education would be working with individual localities trying to help them because there are some students who can do distance learning and and that stuff right now and there's other students from an economic standpoint who don't have internet access who aren't able to do that and we got to make sure that nobody gets left behind if there's ever a time to use the term no child left behind it's now until we get through this crisis. Now, last week we had the honor of uh, having Betsy Ann Cutler with us from College Wellness Programs, and she did such a phenomenal job on just kind of breaking down how things seemed uh, for college seniors last Monday at this time. And now we fast forward a week, and her exact same discussion is very applicable to high school seniors, who for many of them, they have now played their last game. They won't go on to college. They won't have four more years. Now, there are some who will, but high school doesn't afford you an extra year of eligibility. You move on in life, whether it's college or trade school or the military or whatever the case may be. Uh, So we have a lot of emotions and a lot of mental health issues to deal in that arena, too, as well. But I want to take a step back and build on last week's show. And when we come back... Um, read a post on Facebook from a young lady that uh, I have been following now for, oh my gosh, probably six plus years on the softball field. Uh, and it was at the start of the weekend and she was just kind of discussing her emotions uh, at learning the news that officially the 2020 softball season for Randolph-Macon College uh, had been canceled. And as a senior, how do you deal with all of that? So Betsy gave us great advice last week. 
Now we're going to talk to somebody who's on the front lines and has had to actually part and parcel all of this and break it down and go through all of the emotions. And and it's it's an honor that Taylor Sandiford actually said, yes, I will talk to you publicly. <laughs> and we are going to do that coming up right after this break. Taylor, great player at Atlee, great player at Randolph-Macon. And we will help, I hope, all of us kind of get through this together, work it through one day at a time. Uh, one event at a time as we go through these unprecedented times. A big thank you to our sponsors tonight at Massey Wood and West as well as uh, Sports Page Grill Ashland. We miss you guys over there. And, of course, our friends at We Think and Inc. right down the street. You'll hear from them in a moment. When we come back, Taylor will join me live as In the Red Zone continues here in the Mater Studios. We're back in just a moment. We'll be back with more from the Red Zone after these messages. Massey Wood and West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, prompt, dependable service since 1923. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think and Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think and Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think and Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think and Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think and Ink in Ashland. We were all worried about Y2K. You should have been worried about Y2K20. Good <laughs> Lord. Hi, friend. Drop with them. We're back here in the Mater Studios, another special edition of In the Red Zone as we all continue to pivot and react to all of the things, changes, and most of all, cancellations that have been happening here in the sports world. Um, if you did not hear earlier this afternoon, the governor announced that all public schools will be closed for the remainder of the academic year. That's until mid-June. Uh, the Virginia High School League sent out an, a, re a release about an hour and a half later saying um, due to the governor's announcement, uh, because of the COVID-19 outbreak, all VHSL spring sports and activities are canceled. The VHSL will hold a conference call Tuesday morning with its management crisis team to discuss all options relating to spring sports and academic activities following the current academic year and into the summer. And they said they would have more information coming up 
tomorrow. And of course, we will keep you posted on that. Now, I'm going to vamp for just a second because I want to see if I can find this post that piqued my interest <laughs> as I logged into good old Facebook. Uh, could have been, I don't know, Friday evening it might have been. Let's yeah, see if... Uh, <laughs> days all jumbled together. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm at the point right now where every day when, when we get going on Twitter, the first thing that I do is I, I tweet out, good morning, today is. Because there's going to come a point in all of this where we're all going to look at each other and go, it's Thursday. No, it's Tuesday. <laughs> and then a third party is going to come in and go, no, it's Wednesday. And then shut the door. It's just crazy. Taylor, do you mind if I read this real quick? Go ahead. Okay. This is the words of Taylor Sandiford from Friday afternoon, and this was uh, on the heels of the Old Dominion Athletic Conference informing Randolph-Macon that the season officially uh, had been canceled. She said, quote, I'm truly struggling to find the words to write this post, but here goes nothing. Today we got the official word. Our season is over. If this year has taught me anything, it has taught me to be thankful. Thankful for my teammates and best friends who constantly push me to be the best player and person. Thankful for my family who stood by my side every step of this wild ride. I will never be able to repay you for the countless hours you spent watching me do what I love. Thankful for this game and learning to never take a single thing for granted. I will forever be in debt to this game. As my time was cut shorter than planned, I know I have lifelong memories with some awesome people at an awesome place. Forever a yellow jacket and Taylor Sandiford third baseman extraordinaire from Randolph Macon softball joins us now here on in the red zone Taylor I am so sorry uh, this uh, you know I, I cover you and, and like a couple of thousand kids every year and so when when the, all the dominoes started falling about a week and a half ago it just it was like somebody was stabbing me in the heart over and over again and I don't play I just cover you <laughs> here you are in the situation to where especially in your sport you're gearing up you get ready the season's just underway you're getting into a groove and then it's like you're on a Hollywood set and the director yells cut take me back to the first event that you can think of where things started to go wrong um i it's kind of like i said it's all blurring together you know it's just it's craziness um i do remember my last practice because that thursday it was we had um our ad come out and speak with us just trying to clear up like rumors that was going around campus trying to just keep us in mind and keep us um throughout the whole thought process and you know, leaving the field that day, I did not think that would be my last practice. And then, you know. Take your time, my friend. Take your time. Everything kind of set in. So it's been extremely rough because you think, here I am getting ready to start ODAC play with my last season, like getting ready, like we're growing as a team, like you're seeing everything develop on the field and you're figuring everything out and then all of a sudden it's taken from you. So, um, it's definitely been rough, and then nothing can ever, you know, with everything going the way it was, SEC, ACC, all of them canceling their seasons, like, you know it's coming, but, like, nothing can prepare you for that phone call with Coach Profit saying that it was officially done, so. Yeah. So let's talk happier times. <laughs> let's build on this story. Let's go back. Can Taylor remember the first time she picked up a softball? Yes. Tell me Tell me about it. Um, My mom. I mean, I come from a family of ball players. My uncles, my grandparents, my dad, um, my mom, 
they all played ball, so she always wanted me, I guess, to follow the family shoes, you know, playing, um, whether it was playing wiffle ball in the backyard with my cousins or uh, picking up a yellow softball. I do remember, like, her taking me my taking me to my first game, and just that little girl fell in love. Mm-mm-mm. So you remember your earlier years playing? Yes and no. You know, I, <laughs> so many tournaments, so many games. I remember teams. I remember players. But, you know, they always said that you'll remember the memories over the plays, and that's definitely true. Like, I think I can remember all my teammates, all my coaches, but, you know, all the games run together. Which is actually not bad because although in later life you may forget about that game-winning two-run single, <laughs> you've already you've already forgotten all the errors. Yeah. You, you know, so, they, hope so they're just gone, so you don't have to worry about them. And also the hard practice. Practices. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh boy. Now, yeah. has, has there been anybody that you've kind of b- played the way through with as you developed and then got into middle and high school? <laughs> you know, I, um, we started Little League at Hanover, or Hanover, or Atlee Little League. You get um, all those girls that go through there, and then, you know, it starts to cycle it out as you mm-hmm. find your passion and everything. And I think. Um, like, me and Maddie Stone, uh, second baseman, were talking the other day. It's crazy to think, like, we played against each other in middle school and high school and never really realized it. So I think that's crazy to think about in the realm of things when you sit there and play with all these girls and you never realize it. And now here you are, best friends. So. I, I, no, and you couldn't see it coming five years earlier. No. No, no way. Now let's let's go to Atlee High School. When did you first make varsity? Uh, my sophomore year. So that would have been 2014? Yes, I think, uh, 20, yeah. Okay, so 2014. Mm-hmm. So you come back for your junior year, and at the start of the season, Coach Early and Coach Levy drop a bomb on you guys. Yeah, I do what, remember you, that. You take, take me back to that. Um, I just remember them, you know, they were talking about how special of a team we could be if we take a step back and try to mesh together and I remember that conversation like you can be better than the 2002 state team like you can be better it's up to y'all and then it was like you know we're here for you this ride but this will be our last ride so we want to do it this year like this time so it was like a weird conversation like trying to motivate us and it's like oh by the way (laughs) so and uh, so you're going there yeah we can be we can be and then they say that and your mouth probably dropped to the to the dirt yeah uh, that team put on a late run. Yeah. Do you think it took time for that team to kind of process everything and really begin to recognize its potential? Yeah, I think it takes all teams time to process um you know, you got to have that team chemistry with graduations and new coming people, injuries, you're always changing um your lineup um every year so I think it takes a lot of time it's a it's a growth thing you grow together as a team you grow together as you keep playing you learn from your mistakes you learn from the hard games that you have to you know battle nine innings with so so how, how do I put this with the ups of winning the state championship in in kind of surprise fashion and sending the coaches out there in 2015 and then you come back your senior year and and the target's kind of on your back and you're battling your arch rival all year long even to the state semifinals <laughs> but you repeat as champions and here you are leaving high school you know on top of the world have, have has your mind gone back to either of those events here in the last week to 10 days to help you kind of balance what's going on right now 
Um, yeah, I think it's been a lot of reflection thinking about like, you know, where I started with this game and then how I came about and like my heart goes out to the other seniors that I played with, you know, Rain Wilson, like understanding that like, um, we went through that like happy time together. It was like an awesome time. And now here we are like at the almost end of our careers and you don't know what's going to happen next. And those of us who have never had a senior year on a, on a playing field, I've certainly watched many, but I, I did not experience it. I was not sports in school. Mm-hmm. I announced sports in school, no <laughs> surprise there, but I, I didn't play. So I didn't understand kind of the whole senior thing. The closest that I could come to in my experience was uh, one of the things I did. I was a theater kid. So we had that last, you know, musical in the spring and, and we were done. And I can distinctly remember standing on the stage at Webb Auditorium over not far from here. Uh, and just break down and cried because I realized that was the last time that you'll ever be on this stage. And and that was normal. That was regularly scheduled and planned and everything. In this case, it's, it's the rug swept out from underneath you. How have you been able to kind of help your teammates help you while you help them because it's got to be reciprocal um yeah no the amount of phone calls and text messages i've been getting from my team like um that's kind of like it's it's like hard to put it in words like i don't think i've truly processed this whole thing myself it's been very emotional so um them being by my side has definitely helped pick me up and like it's just like we think we were deprived of something we could have had like a really great run this year we were growing we talked about growing as a team so when you sit there and all this breaks out and then all of a sudden it's like sorry we can't practice anymore we can't even play like season's canceled it's just like a tough thing to swallow I think everybody is going through and our team has done a very good job like comforting us seniors because they know that like we've devoted so much time and effort into this program so it it makes it that much more difficult and for the college itself I mean let's put in perspective where Randolph-Macon was right now Men's basketball was getting ready to play in the round of 16 in the NCAA championship. Going to host a game last Friday. Uh, you guys were, were getting on a tear and getting ready to start ODAC playing softball. Men's lacrosse was undefeated. Already 1-0 in the ODAC, getting ready for their second match, the, which would have been last Saturday. The women had two great back-to-back wins. In fact, that was the last thing I covered a week ago Wednesday night was their <laughs> win over Roger Williams. And then the world seemed to implode in the hour after the game. Uh, and Randolph-Macon baseball is ranked number one in the country in one poll and number two in another. Mm-hmm. And at 15 and one. And how surreal is this? As the NCAA is announcing everything is canceled, it's while Randolph-Macon is on the field playing York last Thursday afternoon. Yeah. And, and I can't even imagine it, how surreal that might have been. Because um, we were at practice and, you know, not coach was trying to keep our spirits high. Like, let's just do this. He was actually letting us do, you know, fun little games to enjoy it just in case. And um, I think it when we got out of practice and we ended up, all of us ended up going to the baseball game to watch them play. And it was like watching their seniors break down, kind of mm-hmm. like. It was just like, okay, this is getting real. Like, this might actually happen. Like, I'm normally, like, half, you know, full cup type person. So when I was sitting there like, oh, don't worry. Like, we're going to be okay. We're going to play. It's okay. Like, even if we don't have NCAAs, we'll have ODAX. We're going to tear it apart up there. And so to have that, you know, ripped away from such a positive attitude team and the campus, because everyone was excited for this season. Oh, yeah. um, It's definitely difficult. 
I, I was here at the station at the time that news was breaking, and I almost got in my car and ran over to Hugh Stevens just to get a sense of what the aura was like because it was, it's like I, I didn't know. Do they not tell the, 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 the kids during the game? Uh, did, does somebody yell at somebody because they saw something on Twitter? You know, I, who, I have no idea what's going to happen or do, does Coach have to break the news after the win, you know? I, it's, it's almost like a, a movie script you would you would imagine to see like a, it's something you go get at Redbox mm-hmm. or something you'd watch on Netflix but would never happen to you but it unfolded right here in Ashland last yeah. week. We keep telling ourselves, like, when are we going to wake up from this nightmare? Right. Like, um, yeah, the RAD did a very good job keeping us informed. And, I mean, even though he knows it hurts us, um, he's trying to put everything in, you know, realistic terms. Like, listen, guys, like, NCAA just called me. Y'all aren't playing for a regional, national championship, anything. And so um, actually watching the baseball team find that out was, I think, a little bit rougher than hearing us just to, like, see it from the outside. Like, nothing you can do, and you know exactly how they feel. Because it's hard enough when you get the news about yourself, but then when you get the news about people you care about, traditionally, that hurts even more. Mm -hmm. It's been rough. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, let's step back a second. Okay. Take me back to last year at this time, where you guys had somewhat of an uneven regular season, (laughs) but then you get on a run, you put on a good, good, good showing at the ODAC tournament, good enough to where the NCAA invites you into the tournament, uh, and then you win your regional. Now, yes, there are some people who are going to go, yeah, well, it was rained out, and they got the win. and that, Okay, well, you, you blew all that out of the water when yeah. you went down to CNU, and you won two when you had to. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, here you are going to the College World Series. Tell me about that experience, specifically the postseason, from when you arrived down Salem Way, knowing the work you had to do in order to extend your season to leaving Newport News a few weeks later going, oh my word, we're going to Texas. Uh, yeah, we, you know, we had a rough time in regular season last year. Um, but, you know, we learned from every game and we learned and we loved each other as teammates. Like we knew that we could be something special. So um, I know when we got in Salem, it truly did not feel like an ODAC, you know, tournament. We were just out there playing. We were, you know, our motto was do it for us 20, like 20 girls on the field. We're 20. We make one team. So let's do it for us. And I know that um, we took every game. It was one game. We didn't care who we were playing, but we were going to play our, like, to the hardest, best of our abilities. So I think we did a very good job of going inning by inning um, in ODAC's, you know, making a good enough statement, wishing we could won but um you know we made a good enough statement playing virginia wesleyan and having to beat them and beating lynchburg so um even finding out about regionals we were truly surprised because we did not we were that was the one time in my career here that i we did not know we were truly like are we gonna get in and so um when we got in we made sure to make it a statement that we belong there (laughs) so going to new jersey you know playing those teams we were uh, like we kind of felt like do we deserve this? Like, do did we deserve this? You know, leaving New Jersey, but um, going to CNU and doing, you know, what people didn't think we could do, that is honestly one of the best feelings of my career was that last out and seeing that ball caught and really realizing, like, oh, my God, I'm going to the Division Three World Series. That's right. Especially with, and you make a great point, you know, the rain cut short the regional. 
So people see you go to CNU and you play well in that opener, but you fall and now you got to beat CNU twice at their place. Who was inevitably like one of the best teams in the country. Oh yeah. On the same day, might I add. It's mm-hmm. it's a double header pressure. You have a, <laughs> in like 90 degree weather. Yeah, and it's 90 too. <laughs> exactly. So help me with, help me understand this and then we're going to take our next commercial time out real quick. Help me understand planning your emotions for a day where you've got to win two. I know you have to invest so much into one to make sure there is a two, but you've got to leave enough in the tank so you can take the second as well. How in the world do you balance that? I know the night before all of us were like, geez, what did we get ourselves? We just, we just dug a hole and now we got to get out of it somehow. So I know that I think the mood was very light and I think coach profit ensured us that like, listen, like your backs are against the wall. It's time to keep on marching forward. And if you can, like, here we go to Texas. So um, I honestly don't think Texas was even on our mind during those two games. And it, those games were so long but so blurry together. Like, I try to think back to, like, oh, how did we what, – what was the score? Like, I don't even know because those games just ran together. It was so hot. But I know we were out there enjoying every moment. And I will never forget when um, Candace gave up that three-run home run in the bottom of the seventh. And she's like, I am not letting my senior year end like this. And we were like – well, <laughs> then you better get going. Like, we got your back. Like, we trust you. And so um, those are some of the greatest memories. And, you know, battling like that is, like, something that I love about this sport. You know, it teaches you um, that even when your back's against the wall, you can still come out on top. Yeah, you still have an opportunity. And then that's one of the great things about both baseball and softball is that you look all the way around the, st- the, uh, the stadium and you won't find a clock. Mm-mm. Time will not run out on you. Nope. Opportunity will. But time will not. And I think that's one of the most endearing parts of both baseball and softball. I agree. No doubt in my mind. We're going to take a time out, talk about eligibility, because I know some of you may be thinking about that, and much more. Taylor Sandiford, Atlee Great, Randolph Macon Great, hanging out with us here tonight <laughs> at least six feet apart as we practice <laughs> our social distancing. Back in a moment here live on the Mater, you are in the red zone. There's more to come right after this short break. Massey Wood and West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one Stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, prompt, dependable service since 1923. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, 
It's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. 800-600-9969. That's 800-600-9969. Helping our local community with updates on businesses affected by the coronavirus emergency. Here is an update. Once Chevrolet and Ashland is open for business, but due to staffing restrictions, they will be closing at 6 p.m. until further notice. The website, LuxChevrolet.com, features online purchase options called Shop, Click, and Drive. It enables customers to complete much of the buying process online. Lux Chevrolet encourages everyone to be patient and calm, help and care for one another, and keep our medical care professionals and first responders in your thoughts and prayers. Virginia Cliff Inn at 2900 Mountain Road in Glen Allen is open for business. And if you'd like some information on booking, you can call 382-0500, 382-0500. Both Ferber's Tire and Auto locations in Ashland are open for business at their regularly scheduled hours. In order to operate safely, they have provided drop boxes available at both stores and can take payment over the phone. Ferber's Tire and Auto taking every step possible to keep you and your vehicle safe. During the emergency, Enroute Cleaners, located in the Ashland Junction Shopping Center in Ashland, will be observing limited hours. They'll be open Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. And they're also offering the service of pickup and delivery for dry cleaning and laundry. Call the store for information, details, and restrictions. 833-5660. 833-5660. AC Wow in Ashland is open and available to serve you. You may drop your vehicle off with them to promote social distancing. If you choose to stay with your vehicle during the service, they have sanitized the office throughout the day. They also disinfect the driver area of your car when they finish the job. That's AC Wow Tire and Auto in Ashland. Rebecca's Natural Cleaning Service reminds you that she's available in Ashland for house cleaning during these times. If you might need someone to take care of your house, call Rebecca at 238-3091. That's 238-3091, Rebecca's Natural Cleaning. Center of the Artiverse in Ashland is open for business for your knitting and crocheting project needs. They're currently open and offering phone sales with curbside pickup. Weekly sit and stitch groups are now meeting virtually via Zoom. Check their website, centeroftheyarniverse.com, and follow them on Facebook and Instagram for more information. unseen thing that's wrecking everything right now dog gone at all i miss softball okay all right back <laughs> myself back hi friend drop with them uh, in the red zone here live in the studios of the mater and, and taylor sandiford atley graduate 2016 uh soon to be randolph making college graduate let's put all of what's been going on aside can you believe it's almost time to walk uh, no i w- we were walking through campus the other day and i was talking to my boyfriend and i was like oh my god i cannot believe it's been four years it literally feels like a year and a half isn't that crazy yeah and I know your freshman year, it kind of drags. 
mm-hmm. a little bit. And then it's like somebody hits the accelerator yes. your sophomore year, and then the next thing you know, it's done. Yeah. It's done. It's been like that. So I know that the NCAA is working through eligibility situations, trying to, uh, if, if nothing else, help the seniors of this year, if they would like to come back for an extra year of eligibility, grant that. And they're working at all levels, divisions one, two, three. But I also know that some people, you know, the ships kind of sailed, so to speak. Um, I think of Charlotte Woods, for example, uh, on the women's basketball team. Now, their season did come to an end in the second round of the tournament. Um, and, but Charlotte's going off already has a, a, a commission in the military. Yeah. God bless her. I am so excited mm-hmm. for her and what a career she had for, for Coach LaHaye. And I know there are others in situations like that who are playing these spring sports that were canceled or winter sports that were interrupted and then canceled. Um, your current plans right now, could you use the year of uh, eligibility? But I know you've got, you know, things in the water that are already hopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm currently looking to go to graduate school. You know, I always, my parents have always preached, if you're going to keep going, you might as well keep going now instead yes. of trying to go back. That's the toughest thing to do. And I think I want to advance my education, but um, I know that it, if all else fails with more discussion with my parents, <laughs> um, that I might be able to use that year of eligibility. It's just kind of, like you said, it's just everything started to get moving. People already have job offers, mm-hmm. accepted jobs. So it's kind of a tough time for us to be like thinking about that. Yeah, it, it, it is. And also, especially at the division three level, it's mm-hmm. not like you're going to be offered, you know, paid scholarship to come back and take extra courses and get like mm-hmm. a second major or something. Yeah. You know, you have to kind of figure out your own way. And, you know, if for some people, it may not even be financially feasible for mm-hmm. that. They may not be able to use the eligibility for that reason. I will say this. I applaud the NCAA for quickly looking into this situation. Uh, I heard Jay Billis a, a, a week or so ago say, okay, the NCAA has now taught us that the wheels of their association can turn pretty quickly now let's see them turn quickly on some other issues as well once we get through this particular situation um but you you mentioned to me off mic i know that shelby hills announced on social media shelby was at atlee went to st margaret's and then came to randolph macon for her college playing days great center fielder Mm -hmm. uh that she's going to hopefully use her extra year of eligibility and a couple of other teammates Mm -hmm. have mentioned that to you as well yeah i think uh there's three of them so far that have talked about they i think they're you know, 95%, I don't want to say 100% for them, but I know 95% uh, want to come back and use that year. So I think that's great that they get that opportunity. So what did the game of softball teach you? Expound a bit upon that Facebook post that I read at the start of our time together. Um, Definitely has taught me how to be thankful. You know, you never, as I've sat back and reflected, I've never truly thought about everything that my parents have done for me, you know, um, just recently my bat actually broke right before all this craziness happened and we had a game coming up and I was like oh my god mom what am I gonna do like my bat's broken so um I'm grateful enough to have parents that will go out and just <laughs> go get me another bat go really quick bat. um they sat out in 100 degree weather you know freezing cold snow to watch me play so I'm very thankful when I think about the sport and I think it's taught me a lot of adversity you know through my years I've faced several different situations where I've had to, you know, set everything aside and realize that I'm doing this for me and for the love of the game and that nothing's going to stop me from being successful. So I've definitely faced a lot of adversity where I've had to push through and, you know, do it with grit and with passion for the love of the game. When did coach, just as an aside, when did coach profit 
kind of notice you uh, and, and kind of <laughs> look and go, okay, I might want to talk to her. Oh, you had to ask that. Oh, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's a good story. Um, so... 2015 state semifinals against Patrick Henry. Patrick Henry, yeah, the game we thought would never play because of the river <laughs> flowing in the outfield. Um, and Candace Woodmore already being committed to uh, Randolph Macon. He was there, and I just so happened to hit a home run off of her. <laughs> and I think that's when he noticed me. I think Coach Bailey, one of our other assistants, had already um, been in contact with me. But I think that's when Coach Profit had first saw me play. And, of course, I, thankfully, I left a good impression on him. <laughs> Can you imagine how different your life had been? If, if we'd have played that game at Patrick Henry, Paige Mitchell's hitting the six, probably would have sent them to the state championship but at that particular location robinson secondary school it was on the warning track yeah it was um you know always playing county teams around here when i like when i was in high school it was crazy i'm sure it's still crazy now i can't unfortunately don't keep up with them as much as i probably should have but um you're a little busy yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah thinking back to all of that it's like what if we were, you know, playing at a different field? What if that hit never happened? What if we didn't make that catch? You know, it's just right. crazy to think about, like, what if and, um, you know, think about all the talented players that we faced in, against Patch Henry and Hickory. They were all so talented. And for, you know, our scrappy little team to come out on top, <laughs> it's uh, very memorable. And the same thing 2016. I mean, mm-hmm. you had Lee Davis you had to worry about. Yeah. You're our tribal. And then there's Hickory again mm-hmm. wanting revenge. You know, it never got any easier. No. But I, I know for you, it was not a situation where you were playing, hey, look at me, or trying to get noticed. But there were a lot of players getting a lot of print on that team. <clears throat> Excuse me, and rightfully so, from Rain, uh, Peyton St. George, mm-hmm. Casey Barrett, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But you scrapped and you clawed and you kind of fought your way to get the opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then you were able to make the most of them. Yeah, I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest thing you're taking away from the campus? of Randolph-Macon? Oh, gosh, the relationships, just, like, whether it be academically, you know, with my professors, with my advisors, whether it be on campus with, you know, people in my class, you know, for our major, I think there might be 30-something that's in my major, so um, you know everyone. The relationships with other sports teams, Mm -hmm. with our, you know, our athletic department, they're really great to uh, us athletes, and then... um, with the girls I play softball with. I mean, I know that those will be my best friends for life. Like, it's crazy to think about that four years we've become these great people, like, great friends. And now those who may be bridesmaids at your wedding, will will they have to wear eye black? (laughs) Yeah. I think Maddie Stowe would definitely be down for that. (laughs) I think she would willingly do that and show up in a dirty uniform. (laughs) I could see that happening with no problem whatsoever. (laughs) In fact, that might be the biggest fear you have on your wedding day. Yeah. Maddie, put on the dress. Put the dress on, Maddie. You cannot wear ball pants. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Taylor, we'll get back to you in a second. I'm going to ask you to push the mic over. (laughs) Uh, Jeff Butler, for those of you who remember, one of the greatest players in Randolph-Macon baseball history, he's hanging out with Taylor and joined us us here at the Mater tonight. And I said, okay, well, Jeff, got to take advantage of having you with us. (laughs) For, For two reasons. Number one, you were at the game last Thursday because you're an assistant coach, correct? Yes, Yes, sir. That's right. So can you answer the question I've asked now for two straight Monday nights? Tell me the, the just the surreal nature of how things unfolded during that game, which you guys won handily, but it's sure by the time you left the field didn't feel like you won anything. 
Gosh, well, right before the game even started, I was in the locker room. I was doing the laundry with Coach Hedrick, and Coach Hedrick was like, we're playing our seniors today. Like, we need to play our seniors because wow. it, it just doesn't look good for what's going on. Uh, the basketball, because NBA just ended, the NHL was gone already. And so he just made the executive decision. Uh, coach Hedrick and the uh, York head coach, who I'm not, I'm not really familiar with, I don't know his name, but they talked over the phone and said, we're starting our seniors today. This could be our last game. Wow. So when we got we got there, saw the lineup card, and we started playing, and they played they played their hearts out. It was like their last game, and they it really was their last game of the season, and it really didn't feel like. I mean, it, it was just a ter- it was a terrible feeling when Jeff Burns walked out on the field to tell the seniors that we're not playing anymore. That, that we're done. That we're done. Do you think they had an inkling when they saw the senior laden lineup that something was up? I think everybody had a feeling in general, just because. Just because of watching ESPN and watching the NBA go down, mm-hmm. watching the NHL go down, they all, they were all kind of feeling the sense that something was not right. And Coach Hedrick had their pregame talk right before the game. I was not a part of that pregame talk, but they all had. I think they all really did have a sense that something wasn't really right, and they they left it out all on the field that day. And it was it was unbelievable what they did, putting up that many runs and just playing with their hearts all day. It was it was really unbelievable though. I mentioned this last week on the show with Betsy Ann Cutler. Um, I found it most interesting that the acceleration of the seriousness of this issue in our country and in our culture, it was driven by sports, Mm -hmm. specifically what happened to Rudy Gobert. And, you know, I can go back to last Wednesday night. I said this last week on the show, but it bears repeating. Um, I was broadcasting the women's lacrosse game for rmcathletics.com. We finished that up. I came back over here to the station to get a few things done before going home for the night. Popped up Twitter. And within 10 minutes, there's Woj announcing that the NBA has suspended its season. And you read that, and then you read it a second time. And then you just kind of close your eyes and shake your head and go, I know I'm not reading this correctly. And then you read it a third time and go, oh, my gosh, what is going on? And for that next hour, everything seems surreal because all the flies started to drop. Mm-hmm. And like you said, by the next morning, you turn on ESPN and there are no highlights. There are no, there's nothing. nothing. It's discussion about will the conference tournaments go on? What's the NCAA going to do about March Madness, et cetera, et cetera. But in your world, I'm sure you already were extrapolating What's going to happen to my team? Right. What's going to happen to this season? Right. Yes. It was. I mean, as, as soon as I saw the professional leagues going and taking that route, I was just. I mean, I just knew that the NCAA was going to follow in those footsteps, and it just. I mean, like I said, it's. It just wasn't going to be a good situation at all, and like it has been. Like it hasn't been. Coach. Ha- the coach has been on our show on several occasions. He's a great guy and a stand-up guy. Uh, yes, he is. And, well, you don't have to give me details, but just tell me the the general sense of how he handled. The situation, especially after after the after the win against York, knowing that 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 was going to be it. So I wasn't really around Coach Hedrick much after the win. I was around a lot of those seniors because you know, I mean, I, I was just done playing with those guys. And yes, I mean they, I mean they're they're like family to me as well. Just like my class that I graduated with, they're like my family. Those guys are like my brothers as well. So I was really consoling in them and just making sure that they were going to be okay. And like I was giving them hope, saying that hopefully this wouldn't be the last game. Yeah. Because I mean, we were talking about maybe the ODAC trying to get some more games in but maybe not at a regional or uh, world series or national level but trying to get something to do with the conference or whatever but i wasn't really around coach Hedrick too much right afterward but i know that he was very consoling and the guys as well and uh i know that he was just trying to do his thing and 
being for being there for those 15 seniors that they didn't deserve this at all no they did not and did nothing to have this happen to them it just happened to be the time uh, it, it, is it harder for them because of how well they were doing and you can project and see boy this could have been something very special it'd be one thing if you were eight and nine mm-hmm. but not when you're 15 and one I think it's just as hard for any player out there. It doesn't matter what the record is. It doesn't matter as successful. But I think it hurts just about everybody, not even just the seniors that were on this team. I mean, it's the guys that were – the younger guys as well. These were guys that they, they look up to. They look up to these older guys. I mean, this these this group of seniors was – I mean, I would say a once-in-a-lifetime senior class that you get with the, with the personalities, the academics, not, not just the athletics. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, these guys were really good. I mean, I'll throw out some examples with Ryan Dufourne. Tyler Dunn and Zach Evans as huge key components to this team for the past major part of four years. I mean, they were, I mean, it, this team was on a roll, and they were going to do something special, and I was glad to be a part of that for the first 15 games that, <laughs> were, that I was here for. But, yeah, I, I just know it's got to be hard on them because this is the year that we were going to really do something special again, just like 2018, yeah. if not even more successful. If not more so. I you 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 give them lofty praise and you should considering that i think what the last four senior classes have all set the record for most wins in a four-year period all in the century club yeah and and this team does this class does finish in the century club and i suspect probably would have pushed the record to make it five years in a row i I believe they would have absolutely done it there was no question in my mind that they were going to win that they were going to get above 127 wins before we close, and I'll get both of you to answer this question so people really understand, because most sports talk shows are talking to, you know, the D1 athletes, and some of them have hopes for, you know, professional lives one day, or, or, or they're talking to, you know, college athletes who have had big careers, et cetera, et cetera. Here, we're talking about at the Division three level, and it's why I love covering it so much. Players are playing because they are so passionate about the game. I'm not saying LeBron James is not passionate about basketball, okay? What I am saying is that if you're not given a free ride and you have to find a way from a financial standpoint to make it work, and sometimes that can be difficult because sometimes that means you're studying, you're practicing, you're playing, and you're working. You're trying to juggle all of those things. Explain to the audience the passion behind being a Division Three athlete. Because there's a, there's a special component to it that has to be there. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I think everyone, you know, regardless of what division you play in, you play for the love of the game. But there's something truly about um, different about Division three athletes. Like you said, we're not out there for scholarships. We're not out there to potentially play pro ball. We're out there, um, you know, we're student athletes. And our coach <laughs> reiterates, we're students first. Like, we don't get to put athletics before everything else. You know, clearly on a game day, that's a different story. But, you know, if we got a meeting with a professor, then you better be late to practice. You better go to that meeting type of thing. So it truly, you know, takes a different animal, as I like to say, um, to play, you know, Division three sports. You have to be willing to um, – you know, work very hard in the classroom while going out to practice. And, you know, you don't get all that luxury stuff that Division One does. You know, they do – oh, excuse me. They do the same thing that uh, we do, but we just don't get all that luxury stuff. And I think you truly have to dig deep down to um, want to keep doing that for four more years without your school being paid for or, you know, getting all the – T-shirts, <laughs> yeah. gear. There, there's no television money flowing to the ODAC. No, there's yeah. not. <laughs> there yeah, should so, be. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great if there were, but it just yeah. unfortunately it's it's not the case. Yeah. So, 
So Taylor, how do you, as we close, how do you handle just kind of the next few weeks navigating life? Are you making sure that you continue on the path to, you know, to graduation <laughs> and beyond? Uh, we've been at my house. We've been joking, like, what do we do? What do, what do, like, what do normal people do? Like this time of year, I was actually, I was on the phone with coach the other day and he was like, I'm losing my mind. We are supposed to be practicing right now. And I think it's so surreal to think like the other, uh, I think it was yesterday. I was like, I should be on a bus going to Roanoke. Right. You know, it's it, it's just crazy to think about that. So we've actually <laughs> we've been doing puzzles, working out, like trying to figure out, um, you know, adjusting to the online classes. Which with that you get a lot of free time. You already have enough free time if you were to go to class, but now you're doing it on your own time. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of free time. I think that's going to be the hardest part is adjusting. Like, what do I do? I'm not going to softball practice. I'm not seeing these girls all day every day. So um, it's definitely like I've said previously it's been probably the toughest adjustment that I was fully not prepared for at this moment and I'm having to do it quicker than I thought and thankful for my support system because they've definitely helped me through it well just like everything that's going on with all of us we're all going to have to do it by being together mm-hmm. even if we are hashtag alone together yeah. in this process <laughs> we're going to make it through together yes Taylor Sanderford Jeff Butler <laughs> got an extra guest tonight <laughs> guys thanks so much for, for coming on and 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 for allowing yourself to be so honest about the situation hopefully you're helping out other student athletes especially the high school seniors Mm -hmm. who are now just beginning this process that taylor you've been experiencing now for the last several Mm -hmm. days yeah thank you so much for having me thank you very much we'll be back and wrap up this edition of in the red zone right after this in the red zone we'll take a short time out we'll be right back so stay tuned to the mater Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stottenmeyer and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. I promise that you'll never find another like me. Back to wrap up this edition of In the Red Zone here on The Mater. Our big thanks to Taylor Sandiford as well as Jeff Butler for being with us here tonight. And and, and again, just being so open and honest. And I'm hoping other student athletes have been listening here tonight. We'll have this up as a podcast later tonight uh, on the RBA Sports Network's podcast site. We'll send out links on Twitter, uh, both at 1029 The Mater, at Hanover Sports, also at the RBA Sports Net. So if you know someone or if you have a daughter or son who's going through this, especially now with the word about uh, the VHSL and their announcement earlier this afternoon at the end of the spring season at the high school level, 
would wholeheartedly suggest that you listen to tonight's episode of In the Red Zone and also last week's podcast with Betsy Ann Cutler of College Wellness Programs. We do plan to continue bringing you In the Red Zone every Monday night. We'll be talking about this issue uh, from just about every angle that we can think of because we think it's important to keep the sports world engaged with each other because we're going to get on the other side of this one day. We're going to get back to practice. We're going to get back to games. We're going to get back to paying our money and buying our tickets and going to watch our favorite teams play and rooting for them and watching them on TV and yelling at our television. All of that will come back at some point in time. Do we know when now? No, we don't. But until such time, let's work together as best we can uh, to get through what is indeed an unprecedented crisis. A big thanks to our uh, family of sponsors. We miss you over at Sports Page Grill Ashland. Can't wait to do the show back there again very soon. Big thank you to Chuck and the gang at We Think and Ink on England Street in Ashland. And, of course, to everybody at Massey Wood and West, 355-1721, MasseyWoodandWest.com. They are open to get those HVAC units tested before the summer gets here. I'll be back with you tonight for party of two at nine and back next monday night here at six in the red zone rob with them in the red zone with rob with them is a production of whan radio our producer is calvin cecil executive producer is william roberts in the red zone with rob with them is a copyright production of fifth estate broadcasting llc any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of Fifth Estate Broadcasting LLC is strictly prohibited.